<clears throat> you guys ready? Yeah, am I good right here? Yeah. I feel like I yell sometimes, so is this too close or is it? Uh, well, if you yell, I mean, it'll pick it'll, it up. Yeah, it's cool. Okay, like, you're cool. good. Yeah, you good, Rigo? Let's get it. Okay, I'm working on a Wednesday, then up again the next day. So and so is popping, man. I skip him like your leg day. Put myself on Spotify, so every day my payday. Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Inside the Millennial Mindset. I'm here joined by my co-host, my man, the man, the myth, the legend, Rigo Flo. What's going on, bro? Yo, what's going on, Rico? Fuck, finally you say what's up to me, bro. <laughs> um, there's, there's just, and just for starter, there's been no episode where Rigo actually says what's up to me. So this is already a great start to a great podcast, man. Hey, man, I, I get excited, dude. You know, I, we, we, we have, we have like fucking awesome guests here dude I, I, every time you just like you, you you give me the opportunity to talk i just want to like shout what these guys have going on yeah no and i feel you bro i feel you shoot it makes me want to get rowdy too bro and speaking of rowdy today we're gonna have mm -hmm. we have mm -hmm. we're not gonna have we have this amazing amazing guest a guy that i've built a, a friendship a relationship with this i think this past year is really where our friendship developed uh and and uh truly a person that i look up to in the sense of uh being relentless and everything he does um i have to say this guy's an, an, an awesome person um i'm not the only person that says this about him but this guy shows up and he gives it his 100 every single time uh something that i truly admire because i know that there's days that i'm feeling a little down and i'm not going to give it 100 but this guy even when he's sick he's giving it 100 truly passionate about what he's doing um without further further or do uh, i want to introduce you guys to uh not only my friend but but a great person in our community rudy ochoa what's up bro how you doing what's going on rico how you doing how you doing i feel good I guess a little so, nervous a little bit yeah. so rico, rico nice meeting you glad to be uh be here i'm yeah. already stuttering man see that's how it is it's all good bro. i mean you say i usually stutter so it's all right but yeah i'm well, glad to be here i appreciate you guys the introduction and everything and just this vibe is awesome. Thank yeah, you guys. Yeah, bro, of course. We had to have you on here, bro. Um, you've been through a lot. You've been through a lot, but I feel like through adversity, you've shown us that anything in life is possible as long, you know, as, as, uh, as, long as we really put our mind to it. Uh, something that I truly admire, bro. But, I mean, there's an elephant in the room. <laughs> Rigo feels it. I feel it. You feel it. Bro, just to break the ice, how do you feel about that 10 Oh, win, bro. Okay, okay. Oh, like that's not something simple, bro. That's a mm -hmm. 10 0 in your professional boxing career, bro, as El Toro, Rudy El Toro Ochoa, bro. What's up? <laughs> Talk to me about that old. feeling, bro. Uh, it's, it's, for one, personally, for me, it's just like, it's, it's amazing. You know, like mm -hmm. it's something starting the amateurs, it's like you win your pro debut and you're, oh, you're undefeated. You win two fights, three fights. And then I look at, my record now i'm like dang that's 10 and 0 you know like yeah. i earned that that's, that's, that's double 10. digits yeah that's double digits. it literally like that's what it is it's double digits it looks good on paper it mm -hmm. looks good everywhere you know and yeah. mentally i'm just like dang that's that's 10 you know like you learn how to count to 10 when you're little and it's like uh -huh. i can count my wins now you know so it's yeah. just it's big um and it's just it's just exciting i'm glad i'm glad i did it you know yeah. what i mean i knew it was possible but i mean i did it there's no well, there's no other way to say it. I mean, I did. I was that's 10 and 0, you know, mm -hmm. so it's yeah. really exciting. As exciting as it is, I'm just ready, to, you know, ready to keep going, huh? In the most humble way, I'm ready for 15 and 0, you know. What I feel that absolutely, man. I'm like, you know, like I I'm fortunate. I'm glad that I reached 10, but 
I want 15 now, you know what I mean? Yeah. I've had 10 and over my head mm-hmm. for the longest, but now I I I want 15. You there know? you go. So it's right, like man. it's like you reach that goal and you want you want something bigger and uh, exactly. that's amazing that you uh, you think that way, bro. And I feel like that's what that's what I love about you, bro. It's that relentless heart that you have. It's like you're not you're not content with enough. You're not mm-hmm. content with what society or with what people think is enough. You're you're going to be content you're not going to be content, bro. That's the thing with you. Like, you're not going to be content. You're going to continuously pursue the next level, continuously pursue the next stepping stone, right? You're always going to be, uh, you're always looking for that, that, uh, that W. So for that, I take off my hat to you, bro. That's, mm-hmm. that's, uh, truly an amazing characteristic that you have. Um, Rigo, did you notice how this man is owning his win? You notice how this man is owning his win? This guy's one of the, one of the, to me, one of the most humble people in our community. And, and mm-hmm. especially being, having the title that he has, like, I feel like, Rudy, you, you don't really, you never boast about it, bro. You never, I've never seen you really boast. If anything, I always see you talking to people humbly on your, on your social media, always in a very, like, nice and welcoming way, which I truly admire about you, bro. Um, but I like how you own it. And one thing that I will tell you is that when I saw you in that ring, you transform, bro. You're not the same person. You're like this really nice, soft, okay. cuddly looking dude outside of the ring, bro. But boom, you get in the ring and it's like, oh, hey, hey, hey dude, bro, I- I'm your friend. You remember that. <laughs> I'm Rico, bro. We're homies. Dude, I, so, I wouldn't I don't I wouldn't say he's cuddly, bro. This guy is jacked. No, nah, well, he definitely is. But if you once you get to know him, like I know, I know Rudy on a personal level, like uh-huh. friends and you get to know him and he's a nice dude, man. He's like doesn't want problems with people i've never known you to be like a peleonero or like anything like that like you've always been in the group of friends um hanging out with eric and all of them like i've always noticed you being kind of like the the guy that's like all right guys like like kind of like the 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 i don't know like um kind of like the referee type of guy like like in your group of friends bro i think eric is more of a freaking peleonero than you you know it's it's because the guy knows he can mess him up bro honestly i wouldn't i wouldn't want to pick a fight with him either no shit well no shit right right no shit knowing that he got a 10 and 0 professional not only not not only 10 and 0 bro six ko's out of those 10 of course bro. that's big but uh, hold on let me just before we jump into that because that's juicy stuff bro i want to focus on that but (laughs) before we jump in on those six knockouts like if you look at him bro you don't like like he's a nice dude you know what i mean he's like you don't expect him to have those hands and then mm. dude you got to see this man in the ring bro i got i had those vip tickets bro <laughs> we, we got a whole hey, section hey, um, bro hey, Rudy, yes, I, I didn't i didn't get one of those vip tickets bro yeah. that's what i'm saying they were they were 75 dollars bro no they were 75 dollars bro and and i'm all about i'm all about you know there's people that say that support. absolutely there's people that say that we support you, and then there's people that support you, Definitely. right? And I, sure. I like to put my money where my mouth is, bro. And, and uh, that was something that was very special to me. And I was like, man, I got to go be there for my guy. Especially knowing, shit, dude, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, bro. When you got that 10, my eyes got fucking teary. My yeah, eye, I got, you. oh, my God, man, feelings are coming out right now, bro. Mm-hmm. But I, I got emotional when I when I, I have a video that I'm almost embarrassed to show you, bro, because you can hear it in my voice, bro. I start crying. And it's it's um it's like out of out of emotion and happiness, bro, because you shared your story with me. You shared what you went through and, and through that adversity, you still pushed through. And uh, it was it was a huge win, not only for you, bro, but for Oxnard, for all of us, for for the Latino community in Oxnard. bro. I feel like it was just a big dub. You know what I mean? Also, I'm sure also for your coach, man, for Coach Haas, he knows this mm-hmm. the same way that I do. Right. He yep. saw you struggle and go through what you're going through, which we'll we'll get into that. But that was a big win for all of us, bro. Uh, it was it was huge, bro. It was huge. But 
But uh, yeah, man, it was it was an intense, intense battle. This man is totally like I said, he just turns into this warrior when he's in there. And uh, I don't know if you heard the guy kept screaming, "Suelta lo puñeta!" That was me. Yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was the only I guy screaming. Was I know there was something else. That he was yeah, yeah, that, that, that was me, bro. That was you. I heard yeah. that for some reason. I just I heard it in my re in the videos. It's weird, but it's like as a fighter, like it's so weird and hard to explain. But like you hear things, but you're not taking it in type of thing you yeah. know what i mean but when i was re-watching my fights you still hear it in the recordings you hear it like all the little <laughs> stuff and like for some reason i was like that was really cool but yeah exactly yeah. so i mean it's no nah, i was lit bro I was yeah like, nah, nah. my guy got we gotta take that 10 home bro yeah. like, that was my big thing i was like you know what god we gotta make it 10 you know what i mean that's just yeah. it was a the mark that i just i was stuck on you know and yeah. everything like you said was re more rewarding as like obviously as a fighter just Period, like that's ten and zero, and right. then you know everything just for myself. It was a big win for myself. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then I deep down feel like it was a win for you because, like you said, you of went, course, you heard everything, you know a lot, you know. And Coach Haas, I mean, Coach Haas was another guy that just saw oh, me yeah. when I was at rock bottom, you know. And then Coach yeah. Haas built me up, and I mean, I'm pretty sure deep down he feels, you know, every my last couple fights with Coach Haas. Every fight, like, I give him this big hug, you know what I mean? And every time, I'm just like, you know what? Thank you, coach, because, I mean, he literally, like, I was on my hands and knees. Like, yeah. I mean, those times I was crying in his office, you know I mean? Even during sparring, like, boxing is a crazy sport, like, mm -hmm. in the sense that you're literally fighting with somebody in the ring, you know? And there was a couple times in sparring where I just, I broke down. Like, I was going through so much that I broke down while sparring. I still don't understand how that's even possible, but there's so much... That yeah. I was going through, that I was just like, dang, like, that's like, I'm crying and sparring, you know, and it's just, it's crazy. And then right after that, like, I would take off my gloves, go sit in coach's, coach's uh, office, and I just break down, you know. So, I mean, I feel like for everybody, it was just a big win, you know, like yeah. my little sisters, and, you know, um, I, a huge, I had a huge event in, that just happened, like, right before, it was right during the Christmas time, you know, and, mm -hmm. It, we just we reunited with you know sisters. It was a situation, but we reunited with my sisters, and it was just amazing, you know. And yeah. I'm to this day just very happy. I still technically haven't got a chance to take it in because I mean it all happened while I was training for this two match right. fight. You know, it's like all mean? this emotion going on. Yeah, right? all this emotion, you know. And it was just like, man, it was like it was crazy because I went from crying in Coach Haas's <clears throat> office to actually cutting when I was cutting weight you know for this fight um the day before the weigh-ins I'm like laying on the floor like I'm dehydrated I mean it's part of the sport right. it's part of the sport it sounds crazy but it's part of the sport you know I'm on the floor dehydrated you know I'm a little fatigued you know I'm cutting the weight I just I told coach like coach I'm I'm happy you know like I can't believe this but I'm happy right now yeah I'm cutting weight but I'm happy you know like everything's going good my sisters are together my sisters are happy like this is good, you know, like, coach, let's go get that W, you know, like, my body yeah. feels good, I'm ready, like, all the preparation for this fight was good, like, there's nothing wrong, I mean, keep in mind, I'm on my back, because my legs are fatigued, and I'm cutting weight, I got the sauna suit on and everything, but I'm happy, yeah. and you know, and that's how I got through my last couple pounds, cutting weight, you know, I was like, I was happy cutting weight, you know, so obviously, when I got that, that win, it was like, dang, here we go, like, this this was the reward. This was like my trophy to myself, you know, like yeah. I did it. I overcame that whole year 
You know, it was literally the whole year that I was just in my mental state that was just horrible. Yeah. And it's like, dang, I just had, you know, these three fights all back to back, no problem, happy, and let it be 10 right here in my backyard with all these people in front of me. Like, mm-hmm. shoot, what, what more do I want? You know, like, it's, it's perfect. Everything that I didn't want and I don't want in my life, I took it out. I let yeah. it go. Everything that I wanted and I've wanted my whole life, I got that all, and it's all right in front of me. I got all my sisters. I'm in the gym. I'm happy. I'm looking forward to a lot of good things, and I mean, yeah. it's just, I'm happy, period. You know, it's it's crazy, but I'm just, I'm happy and just ready for more, you know, and 10 and 0 was my mark. So, ready for more, and we'll see what 15 and 0 marks, but Hell yeah, I'm, ready we'll for definitely, it. I'm ready I'll for definitely it. definitely be there, bro. I'm, uh, it's I'm gonna excited. be a very positive fit, movement towards 15. Yeah. Going to 10 was like, Dang, you know, now 15 is positive, all positive vibes. And yeah. it's going to be great. It's going to be a great period. It's yeah. going to be great. I definitely see it, bro. It's going to be a great journey for you, for all of us that are your fans. That You know, we're supporting you. And I'm excited to see that, bro, because um, I feel like, I feel like you're uh, you're working hard for it, bro, and and uh, you're definitely I don't I don't see that not happening. You know what I mean? So definitely see it happening. Like I said, always give nature one hundred, bro. I don't know how you show up and give hundred every single day, bro, because that's tough. A lot of us talk about it, but when you see it, you you know I I see it, so I'm gonna give credit where it's due, bro. You show up and you and you do it. Like Carlos Carlos says, Carlos Sanchez, bro, mm-hmm. over at um, at Enterlift, bro. He says it too, man. He's like, man, Rudy's a Always giving it a hundred, bro. I don't know how the hell you wake up at five a.m. and work out. But I can, <laughs> you know what? I actually I realize, bro, that I can, I'm not a morning workout guy. I just can't. I can't. I can't. I'm not strong in the morning. I suck in the morning. I can't get up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I've realized I'm more of a nighttime worker, outer dude. Mm-hmm. So at least you tried. I'm, I tried, bro. Good yeah, point. Yeah. I, I like that. I like that. There you go. See that? That's the type of positivity we need. Yeah, you know, like, yeah bro, I You were you, down dude. for a second. You, there you go. That was, yeah. I need a fist pump. That That's was right. solid. I like bro, that. Bro, don't like let that. it fool you, bro. He still said that I am never going to be good at snowboarding, and I'm never going to forget that. Anyway, what we were saying. <laughs> <laughs> for the record, I never said that. You said that. You said that I was never going to get good at snowboarding, dude. Okay, off topic. So Rico went snowboarding not too long ago, right? Yeah. And Did you see that, Rico? I saw I was. I, I literally like. my ankle, dude. When yeah. I, yeah. Okay, see, I was trying to think of a caption for that picture for the longest, you know, because yeah. I'm trying to, like, interact and everything, you know what I mean? We'll touch yeah. up on that soon, but, like, I was like, I got to say something, you know what I yeah. mean? So I, I'm trying to think of a comment. I'm like, damn, this is hard. Okay, damn, I tried, but I liked it, though, yeah, so yeah. I showed my bro, support. Everybody, everybody, I liked it. Everybody on there is fucking roasting me, bro. Yeah, well, I mean, it, the first one that I thought to my head was, like, okay, this guy just told this guy, this kid, like, what the hell are you doing? Or like, yeah. you know, where your parents at? You know what I mean? But I was like, uh, you know, like, all right, your night's over. You're, you know, your skate yeah. or your snowboarding days are over. Like, where are your parents yeah. at? You, know? you guys, you guys know what I'm commenting on that? What? At least you tried. Ah, okay. There you go. There you yeah, go. because to, it looks like to, yeah. he's trying to come back from that. That you're never gonna be good at snowboarding. Yeah, that, that's a, that's a pretty good. Yeah, because yeah. it's kind of like See, it's because there's context to it, bro. Right? This guy was going down the stairs on a rainy day, bro. Guess what happens? Oh, fuck. I'm gonna just go. take a wild he guess slips, and say fell and twist yeah. his ankle, bro. If you can't, yeah. if, if if you slip on a solid ground, bro. Oh then wait, what hope do you have on like ice? You know, yeah. I mean, not snow. Oh wait, so this was bef- <laughs> that picture was before you even got on the snowboard? Uh, no, that's actually like. Five oh, minutes. that was a different. Dude, that was honestly, different, he probably oh. twisted his ankle just thinking about snowboarding, dude. I don't know, man. Wow, this guy's very talented. So I thought oh. we were. No, no, look, 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 look,
I'm all about context, bro. Like, Rico is one of the most talented individuals I know, bro. Which is why I do a lot, a lot of things with him. Coordination is not one of his things. Dude, stop, (laughs) stop. What do you mean coordination is not one of his things? Have you seen that that video that went viral? That's the you know oh, yeah, little the oh, that's yeah that's coordination I can't oh no that, yeah. That, yeah. he's not you know bro dancing in his blood he's in his blood yeah, yeah. But you know what the, 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 oh that yeah oh of course I that's my thing bro come yeah, on player yeah. but uh, you know what that that's true though like that like like uh, I don't know like those extreme sports because I consider that an extreme sport bro I grew oh, yeah, up playing soccer yeah. and fucking absolutely bro basketball kind of but I would throw the basketball kind of weird like the primos at at, at the like the park you know what I mean like underhand or whatever. Yeah. anyway it was uh, like the granny shot yeah the granny, granny shot, shot? Yeah, like yeah. that like that's how I grew up you know but whatever you know that's an extreme mm-hmm. sport something uh, that was my first time ever seeing snow I never took lessons I didn't I, like I just went for it bro YouTube University did me dirty this time wow yeah mm-hmm. but you know what I'm, I'm gonna go back but anyway back to the back to what we're, about. <laughs> we're not supposed to roast me this is not the Rico J Rose this is getting to know Rudy, man, it's it's uh yeah, but um, what would you say? What would you say throughout your your journey to the fight? What would you say was like the hardest thing? Hmm, the hardest thing. It's weird because like the hardest thing, obviously, was dealing with everything in the back of my head. I mean, there was a lot of in the most. I don't know. Well, yeah, the most straight up way was just anger. You know what I mean? Like it was little things that were bothering me that. In my head, I'm like, how the, how, I mean, you, we said we could cuss, and I'm talking about anger. I was like, how the fuck do you do that shit to your own blood, son, whatever you want to call it? Yeah. I was like, the, the smallest stuff that would, the smallest things that would just piss me off, dude. Like, say, for example, okay, I, I needed a blender, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's part of, you know, like my morning shakes, I needed a blender. Obviously, sometimes you just want to sit down and watch TV. It's just a small stuff. Like, at first, it was my running shoes, you know? Like, I need running shoes to go run. You know, I'm training for a fight. So I'm like, think, okay, well, I got to buy them. And it's like, it would piss me off because, I mean, long story short, my dad just took all my shit and said, it's mine. Like, you're not getting any of your shit back. I'm like, okay, my clothes. He kept my clothes for like eight months. It took him eight months to get my clothes. All my electronics, all the stuff that I need, I never got back. To this day, I haven't got back. And to this day, I haven't bought a blender. I haven't bought a TV because it just bugs me, you know? So it's just like all that. I was still going through like with camp, you know? It's like any little thing that bothered me, I would go to the store and it's just like, oh, damn, I need a TV. But not nah, like it was just that anger, sudden thing. And I'm like, damn. And I'm like an emotional eater. So it's like I would want to eat, but I'm cutting weight. So it's like, you know, it's just a, it was a weird mix. That would be the the hardest part for me personally. It was just like dealing with my emotions, you know, that whole mental battle. Like in the back of my head, you know, it's like in, mentally, like I was focused. I was focused on my fight. I mean, I I knew I had to get 10-0. I knew I had to wake up in the morning, go to the gym. I knew I had to go to the boxing gym. And I knew I had to train and be in shape. And I had to be, you know, consistent on my diet. But I had that battle with myself, like, how the fuck do you do this shit? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like so many, I'm, like you said, I try to be the most, like, soft person. I'm, I try to be happy. I try to make everybody else happy, try to, you yeah. know, smile. I'm like that little, that vibe in the room. I would never come off, like, angry or, or you know, mean or whatever. But, I mean, I realized this through this whole situation, how bad I could be, yeah. you know? I mean, it was just... It's weird, and I don't like it, you know what I mean? So, but. so let me ask you, bro. You know, as a, as a boxer, as a professional boxer, you huh? can't be walking into the ring with that negative mindset. And not necessarily negative mindset, but that distraction in your mind. Mm-hmm. 
a distraction like that can pretty much be the detriment of your fight. You can lose your fight. You can lose your way. You know, Definitely. you got to stay focused. You got to keep your eye on the prize. So that's obviously a big, uh, it's, it's a big crutch that you had going into the fight, bro. So mm -hmm. how do you overcome that? It's funny because it, in my head, I, like I said, I try to be the most perfect person ever. But mm -hmm. I mean, I realized how bad I could be, you know, and it's, I don't like it. But I mean, none of my opponents had a face, you know, I painted my own face. And, you know, that's the face that I gave my opponents. And that's what just, in my head, I knew I had to do what had to be done, which was win. You know, I had to win. So I knew, like, I had to balance my mental battle with the battle in front of me. I knew I had to win, period. Like, yeah, I came down to, it would bother me up until maybe, like, the weeks of weigh-ins. Just because, you know, you're cutting weight, you start to get that, you know, that... What's that hangry motion? Like, it's crazy when you're, like, cutting weight how hangry you could really get. You know, it's it's wild. So that's when it really got to me. But, I mean, once I was in the fight, I was like, okay, I got that. My opponent's got that face. I painted that face on him. Like, I'm going to win. Like, there's one way or another. Like, I'm going to win. I know, I know what I am. I'm a boxer. I'm a fighter. You know, so that's my job. That's what I got to do. So when it comes to, like, being distracted as far as in the ring, for me, there's there's no problem. Like I said, I'm a fighter. I'm there to do my job. I'm there to win. I'm there, you know, for everybody that's there for me also, like all my support, you know. But obviously before the fight, you know, leading up to the fight, that's where it does get hard. That's where it is challenging. But that was up to this point. At From here on now, you know, after 10-0, that was reaching 10-0. I had that battle in my head. But now I'm happy, you know. I'm happy. I've been fortunate to have a lot of support you know, friends, family, and it's just like, I got everything in front of me going good, you know, like, it's just, it's good because everything's positive, it went from everything being negative, having those battles outside, which is still bothers me a lot, don't get me wrong, but there's so much more that's going good for me, and so much that I'm happy about, that it overweighs it, you know, like, as mad as I want to be, I'm not as mad, because I'm more, I'm, how do I, how do I say this without twisting my own tongue? I'm more happy than I am sad. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it just, my happiness overweighs, like, the sadness. The anger, nothing will, over, will overweigh that. But that's mm -hmm. just fuel. You know what I mean? Like, I wake up in the morning, I'm going to go run. Like, oh, I'm, you know, like, little things start popping my head. But I'm going to keep working out. You know, it's nothing that's going to bring me down. Like I said, I'm a fighter. I'm there to do my job. My job is to win, and I mean, there's no distraction, nothing that's going to sidetrack me from that, because I mean, I got more people to make happy than I got people to be mad about, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, I got one person that I got all my anger towards, but I got so many more people that I'm just happy about, you know what I mean? I got my four sisters around me, I got, you know, that's my rock. I got my sisters, I'm just trying to be the best big brother, I'm trying to be like the best person for everybody, and I mean, I'm... I'm an entertainer. I'm a fighter also, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like all the support that I have, I mean, I got to make everybody happy, and that's that's what I'm, you know? I'm Make everybody happy because right now I'm happy, you know? Mm -hmm. That's, that's that kind of answers it, right? That was a little... No, bro, yeah, yeah, that answered it perfectly, bro. Yeah, like, like my, my, biggest, my biggest question is pretty much just, um, 
The reason I'm asking is because Conor McGregor. I saw Conor's recent fight. Did you guys end up seeing it? Yeah. Like the 40 seconds of it. Yeah, the 40, oh, 40 second seconds. fight, right? Yeah. I mean, but by the time you like consider ding ding ding, it's probably like what 30 seconds. But yeah, we, yeah. Yeah, they were saying like they were saying that. I was hearing an interview and they were saying that whenever you're going into a fight, you know, the fight is the very last stage of it. Like you were saying, the 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 leading up to the fight is is like. 50% of the fight or maybe even more because you got to you know you obviously have to go through your camp you got to prepare you got to work out you got to set your mentality straight so it was it, it kind of sparked that question in my mind where you were saying that you had you know the anger going into the fight I wonder if that was going to be a distracting factor going into your fight you know as a professional because obviously you won it bro and you, had, mm-hmm. you you dominated so I was just wondering from your perspective how you know how that area went uh it, like a it was more of yeah, I would say cutting down towards yeah. the end. Like there are those bad nights, you know what uh-huh. I mean? Like you get when you're cutting the weight and you know your your tunnel vision, you know what I mean? Like you're tunnel focused vision, on your okay. fight. Yeah. All you're focused on is on your fight. You know you got to win. And then all of a sudden you get this little image or this memory that just pops up out of nowhere. You got two things on your mind. You got your fight and now you got this this bad situation that just popped up. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, yeah, that does affect you leading up to the fight you know and i i had my bad days you know like i said those nights where i was crying in, in coach house's room i had those bad days but at the end it was like you either make up for it you make up from it or make up for it you know or you just you keep going you find a way to feel yourself mm-hmm. feel your mentality you know what i mean and it's just more of i guess a perfect balance i guess because mm-hmm. yeah you know it does it takes away. It takes a day away. You know, when you have a bad day, it takes a day away. But I mean, make up for it somehow, some way. You know, and mm-hmm. I've, I struggled throughout this camp, but it was obviously. I mean, I was in good shape. I went the whole six rounds perfectly fine. I wasn't out of breath. I was. I prepared well. You know, with Carlos Enderlift, Coach Haas. You know, at, at uh, Knuckleheads, everything was good. I had my battles, but I did my job. Mm-hmm. I did my work. I knew I had to run in the morning, mad, sad, angry, whatever it was, I had to run in See, the morning. See, that's the key right there, bro. You did the work. You exactly. showed up, man. Absolutely, man. You know what's, um, right now that you're saying that, this comes to mind. Um, one of my one of my old coworkers, um, his name's Michael D'Amico. He was in management when I was at Wells. He would always send us like, uh, or not send us, but he would always share with us like quotes, right? And one of the ones that he shared, and I think it goes very well with what you're saying right now is, is this if you do the things you need to do when you need to do them then someday you can uh, do the things you want to do when you want to do them so essentially what I see it is you know when you knew that you had to get up and you knew that you had to go run you knew that you had to show up to the gym and you knew that you had to give it your 100 right and that's exactly what you did regardless of how your emotions were regardless of where you were at in your mind you just showed up and you did the fucking work and I feel like a lot of times for a lot of people um, that's the hard part Right. Like for me, I'll be honest, that's an area of opportunity for me, like especially when it comes to the gym. Right. Like I can show up and do the work and I can show up and make my phone calls and I can show up and edit the video and I can show up and make the content. But when it comes to things like that, I guess I guess I'm not as passionate. Right. So so what I've what I noticed about you, bro, is that your mindset like. Fuck the mindset. It was really you just showed up and did the work mm-hmm. and you saw you got to reap the benefit of doing that. Right. I mean, I saw you in that ring, bro. I got I, 
eyewitness right here, bro. Like, you, you look solid in there, bro. Appreciate if anything, that. the other guy was tired. The other guy was, like, fucking dying on me after round well, one, That's why I kept hugging me, man. I was like, oh, like... It, I was but so it was, annoyed, yeah, bro. I was I'm, so annoyed, man. Just tell me, man. I saw like, that he- all those headbutts, bro. I, I think I had that. more cuts, or, like, I didn't, looked like I didn't get cut, but I had more, like, bruises and little, you know, tings from headbutts and punches. I was like, man, like, yeah. it was, it was, it was... It was a good learning experience as a fighter because, like, I haven't fought somebody that's holding on for their dear life, trying to hug yeah. me every two seconds, which is going to happen in a fight. Yeah. You know, and I'm glad that it happened here because, I mean, it went the whole six rounds and everybody saw, you know, for example, you, like, oh, yeah. dang, you know, Rudy's in shape. And a lot of people were talking, like, hey, you look like you're in good shape, you know, your well, you air did, was bro. good. You, you, were, you were solid, bro. You didn't, yeah. look, you didn't look tired at all. You, you fought a good fight and... You put in work, you know what I mean? Exactly. Next time I want to see a knockout, that. though, bro. I need, I need to see I a I wanted somebody. a knockout, too. Yeah, so I was missing so many punches, guy, man. Yeah, no, I think that guy, what he had was, was uh, regardless if he was tired, he, he had that speed, you know what I mean? You yeah. Know? But he was he looked smaller than you, too. Like, he looked like, like not not in the sense of, like, like height or anything like that. He just, like, in that ring, I don't know if it's maybe the way that you stand or the way that you fight, mm. but he looks smaller than you in that sense. Like, he, he just, I feel like he didn't really know what to do. Honestly, yeah. A lot of, yeah. A lot of I, situations, like... It so, felt like, are you saying, like, he was outperformed? Like, you he, can he tell, smaller you can tell 100% okay. who showed up, who who showed up to practice, or okay. who showed up to camp mm-hmm. every single day, but you can tell. Okay. Because that guy was just... Um, I don't know. I feel like for there was moments where he was like, "What the fuck did I get myself into?" Yeah, you know what I mean? like, there was well, that's why like he kept trying to hug. Like I would land one solid punch. Yeah, and you could feel that. I mean, you're you fight in eight ounce gloves and you got these solid hand wraps. Like you could feel when you hit somebody. Like you hit somebody, all that hurt for sure. You know, and then you kind of you see their eyes kind of open a little bit. Or you see like one eye kind of, you know, like you just it's a vibe where I try to keep eye contact with my opponent the whole time and watch their body language and it's just it's crazy because like i would see him you know like oh he's hurt but he would hug me or i'm like oh like i want to knock out you know i had a lot of people yeah. there fortunately yeah you know i have a lot of support you know friends family and it's just just overall just period you know a lot of support so obviously i want to knock out you know what i mean of course i in the most humble way i personally believe i think i I don't know. You were there. I think I had the biggest crowd. There was a main event no, that had a pretty big crowd, you, but honestly, you, I, I feel as if you had the biggest crowd in that room, bro. Um, when people started chanting like mm-hmm. like uh, Rudy, it I, got I louder there. No, I noticed, cool. bro. Yeah. Half of the section on the backside, like mm-hmm. I was sitting on the. If you're walking from the casino into the into the ring area, yeah, I was I was sitting on the left side, and then. Um, across, right across from me on the other side of the ring. I mean, half of those people were there for you on the left right by the entrance where you you mm-hmm. know you walked in half of those people were there for you and then we also had a ton of people in the middle for you bro like i looked around that whole row where i was sitting was your row yeah like I we think were was, all, yeah must have been well yeah that whole row yeah. was it was, was kind of awkward too because there, i was trying yeah. to film you and they're trying to film you and I'm like, let me get by and they're like we're filming rudy and i'm like me too i want to <laughs> get him yeah. so it was uh it was cool to see that bro it's cool and and i feel like um i don't know bro i feel like you you, you could have potentially had that that main event because of the of the support that you had um i mean i'm not gonna i, I don't i don't know a lot about boxing i really mm-hmm. don't but that main event was just weird yeah <laughs> it was interesting it was an interesting fight but yeah, uh yeah. i mean i like george man i like i like seeing that i like seeing you at like like you're you're 100 you know what i mean you look like you look good out there you weren't tired you didn't seem tired and after the fight you were like whatever dude you were like fuck i can go another fight you know well, that, was, like that was that was a gentleman i was just yeah. happy like seeing everybody there you know that's <laughs> Like as a fighter, like you said, every, you 
there's there was multiple sessions where we mm-hmm. had people, you know, and that was, and then you know you, the adrenaline's rushing, and then you you get off, you win. For me personally, I was like mentally like, damn, I did it. And then it was like, as a fighter, damn, I did it, ten and zero, you yeah. know. And then I get off the ring, and all these people are there, and I'm like, dang. So it was just like the adrenaline, you know. That's why I was still happy, you know. And it was yeah. just, yeah. It, it was awesome, but it was just, it's one of those things where it's like you don't realize it until. The next day, you know, uh-huh. I was like, dang, like I got home and I was like, I did it, 10-0, and 0, and damn, I, I was fortunate enough to have all that support there, you know, and it was good. I mean, the casino actually, like, the casino representatives actually went up to my coach and were like, hey, we we need that guy here again, you know, yeah. like, there's something good with them. So, I mean, hope, hopefully everything keeps going good, and I mean, like I said, I, I believe I have a great support system. Yeah. I'm thankful for that because not every fighter has that, not everybody does have that you know and it's just i think it's can carry me a long way you know and yeah. as long as i do my work i keep getting the support that i do i mean i think everything's gonna go well and it's that humble personality bro i'm telling you you're a likable guy bro like people want to be around you you attract that and and that's that's a good thing i noticed that man everybody was happy to see you bro it was like like fuck yeah bro. like this rudy like i was talking to i forgot who i was talking to bro i think i mean i'm not gonna lie i was drinking yeah <laughs> rico was he was, was really he good. was happy he was, was really happy. good he was loose he was loose he was happy yeah 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 man i was ready to fucking dance the quebradita but uh i'm standing there and i'm waiting to take a picture with you and then i think I think it was one of your cousins, bro. I don't know, but I feel I think I cut someone that was waiting in line, and then I think it was one of your cousins, bro. I, I was just excited to see you, bro. I was excited <laughs> to get. I wanted my fucking picture with the chat, yeah, you know. Heck yeah. um, so it was it was just a, it was a cool experience, man. So, you know, saw all your cousins there and your family. Had a conversation with your mom, bro. I met your mom for the first time. Yeah. Okay. She's super proud of you too, bro. Um, it, it was really cool to, you know, I feel like to her it was kind of like like wait 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 hold up my son did this. Yeah. Like I feel like it was that over everything. I like her reaction. She was like, like oh shit. I feel like she was more in shock than anything, bro. Because when I did, I do remember having that conversation when she was like, like. Like, I was talking to her, and she was, like, she wasn't really all there. Like, she was mm. she was taking it all in, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and uh, I'm sure as a mom, you know, she's, she's got to be extremely proud of you and, and your accomplishments, bro. I mean, shit, we're proud of you, bro. We're, you know, you, we're uh, you. seeing you win, and uh, it was really cool. But um, one thing that I want to get into, man, because you, you mentioned a little bit about it is, I mean, we know that you you succeeded in this endeavor to go 10-0, right? And uh, there was some fuel behind that fire, um, I, I want to get a little bit, if we may, into detail of, of like what was the situation, like what what happened that that made you go through this? Because when I talked to you last, bro, like when we had that conversation, you know, when you were at my house, like you were a total different person. You you were broken, bro. Like realistically, you were broken. And and um, I'm glad you came over and we talked. I remember that you didn't come over for that reason, but then it just kind of developed, right? Yeah. And, you know, we had that conversation, and it was just like. Like, oh, shit, we, we're sad because and we still have to do it, bro. I know that I've been busy and I said that we were going to make that video and that's really what you had gone there for. And yeah. and we didn't really get the the conversation was about your situation. So mm-hmm. what was it that that lit that fire or, or, or what, you know, what happened? Well, it's it's funny because well, when I went to you was like not necessarily that was over, but that's when that was my first day that I just kind of like ran away from the situation but i was like okay like now i really got to get on this like i had gone to to make a video like look i haven't been fighting i've been in the gym i've been training but i need to get my realistically like my hype back up you know like i got to do something 
like, hey, Rico, like, let's make a video. Like, me training, me doing something because I got to get my hype back up. Like, I got to do this. Like, it was like a, a, I was desperate, basically. You know what I mean? In the most straight up way. Like, I was desperate to get my name back up because as a fighter, like, once you stop fighting, people forget about you. People, mm-hmm. fortunately, like, I had, I got a lot of continued support, right. you know, but it was more of like, as a fighter, like, you fade out quick. Yeah. Quick. You know what I mean? And so that's what I had gone, gone there for, you know, like, this is going on. And it was crazy because that was the, when I first said, you know what, like, I'm done with this. Like, I'm done. And I left that house and I was like, you know what, like, I'm done. So when I think that was probably like two or three days after that I had just got to my mom's house. I mean, I was at, in my car for like two or three days because I wanted to be alone. Yeah. I was just sleeping in my car because I wanted to be alone. Like, I was so mentally gone that I just wanted to be alone. I was, it was weird, you know, and it was just so many things that had built up to that moment, you know, and at that point, it was more of like, it was, it was hard because I was dealing with myself, not only myself, but what the whole fight was, you know, and long story short, I mean, there was a person I hate, you know, like it's, I had a person in my life because that person's not in my life no more. And I had a huge talk with my sisters and we're like, you know what? We don't think of him as anything. Like we just accept him as him or we refer to him as him. And that's how I refer to him. And honestly, my life has been so much better since I've done that. You know what I mean? And it was just like, it was crazy because it was always like, oh, you do this and you're going to be better or whatever. Yeah. Well, hey, I've done this before and I've done this. You know, I had my amateur fights and it was basically like the the weight cut. You know, I was, to be completely honest, and it's embarrassing to say as a fighter, but I was walking around like 160, 162 pounds. Like that's what I was walking around at. I could not break the scale. Yeah. Under 150. Like, there was no way. I was, like, dying. I mean, he was the type of person who was like, jump on the scale. How much do you weigh? 156 pounds. What the, f- you know, what the fuck? Uh, just a bunch of noise. Get on the scale again. How much do you weigh? 156 pounds. You know, it was, like, that mental part, that battle, you know, like, get on the scale. I was just jumping on the scale seven times a day, getting oh. phone phone calls in the middle of the day. How much do you weigh? Like, uh, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm running right now. Yeah. Call me when you get home. Let me know how much you weigh. Send me a picture. Like, I'm, how am I going to lose weight and keep eating? It made no sense. Like, I was supposed to keep losing weight but not eat. It was just, it was horrible. Like, yeah. the most straight up weight. But I had nothing to do. Like, I had no escape. At that moment, I had no escape. Right. Mentally, I was, I was trapped mentally. You know, it was like, you go anywhere else, like, I'm going to fucking, you know, like, you're done. Like, you're going to fucking quit boxing. You're done. I even got taken to the fucking, his whole thing was like, oh, you're going to the service and all this stuff. Which respect, yeah. respect to the people in the service, you know what I mean? But yeah. that's not for me. I got a family. I got my sisters. And like I said, respect to everybody that does go off. But me personally, I can't. Of course. You know, and I got yeah. my sisters here. I just, I couldn't, you know, and mentally, I know I wouldn't be able to handle it. Like I said, respect to everybody that does, you know, is able to do that. But I couldn't. And those, fortunately, the one day that he fucking dragged me into his car and he's like you're going you're gonna sign up for the military today i don't give a fuck what the fuck you're i don't give a fuck where you're going but you're signing up for the military get in my fucking car so we get in the car fortunately for whatever reason i don't remember what day it was dog but it was closed like that wow. office was closed the one right there in big five yeah in downtown it was closed for whatever reason it was closed like i'm crying the whole way over there like 
yeah, I'm like, I have nothing to, like, there's nothing I could do. I couldn't jump out of the damn car. Granted, I wanted to, but it's just like, my mindset was just so gone, you know? And it yeah. was just like, damn. So when the door, he literally, like, he went up, he's opened the, trying to open the door, it's closed. That's how, like, hard it was, you know? He yeah. was so, like, stuck on his ways. And I'm, like, in the car fucking crying. Like, I'm just glad that, I don't know if I was crying because of everything that's going on or crying because i'm happy that the place is closed you know because like you're taking right. the test and it was just it was a mess dude i never broke 150 pounds never and the one time i did i was like bloodshot like dying and i was like 143 yeah and i was just dying you know i had no energy and then it was like well when you get to 135 then you can eat and it was just like it was the most ridiculous diet ever like i was juicing so i'd get like one 12 ounce of juice that was like you know just greens, like apples, pears, uh, celery, uh, carrots. It was crazy because I remember most of the stuff just because I was the one that had to go shop for it or whatever. And then uh, in the morning, I would have my uh, my uh, little cup of hundred calorie uh, hundred uh, calorie oatmeal. Yeah. And at night, he was like, "That's it. You're done. When you reach 135 pounds, then you can talk." Like what the fuck? Like there's. Yeah. I knew this wasn't making sense, and I knew I wasn't gonna make weight. That way, I've I had forty some amateur fights. I've known how to cut weight. Oh, oh, hold up, hold up. How many you had forty? Uh, like right around forty. It was I don't oh, remember shit. exactly, but I mean I've cut weight before, you know. So I knew what this was going on. I knew how my body was feeling. I knew it was wrong, right. you know. But like I said, it was like here you do this and I'm right and you shut the fuck up. Right. That's literally how it was, you know. It was literally like you shut the fuck up. And it's funny because everything now proves that. Everything that was going on, I wasn't lying. Like, I would tell people, dude, like, I'm, my body's weak. I can't do this. And they're just like, oh, no, like, your dad's just real hard. Whoops. But, you know, like, your dad's just real hard and all this and that. And, you know, I'm like, no, like, I'm telling you, like, my body's weak. I can't. I got yelled at one night because I was on the bottom floor drinking water. And he's like, what the fuck you doing? Get on the fucking scale. And I'm like, dude, I'm thirsty. Get on the fucking scale. I'm going to run in the morning. Like, get on the fucking scale. Like, that's how it was. Every yeah. fucking day for like eight months, dude. And I feel like that kind of shit like makes you it makes you like almost hate the sport, right? Because I, I feel like it, it. And and I'm extremely extremely because I didn't know it was that tough, bro. That I didn't know. Oh, it was but crazy, that's, bro. That's, that's insane, dude. That's it insane, was crazy. Bro. It makes, that, that breaks people, man. That makes you almost not want to do anything. It honestly, yeah. it gives it, it gives me a lot more perspective and respect at the fact that you're still here in the sport, doing yeah, the way you are doing. Yeah. Like, dude, that's uh, already I have respect for you, bro. But knowing that you're still crazy. you're continuing in the sport and that you dealt you with through. that. Yeah. So let me let me yeah. ask you this, bro. What did you weigh in at for this fight? So this fight I weighed in 133 pounds. What like fuck, I was, I was supposed 133 pounds. And so there's a crazy part. Is, what, what were you doing different in so your training? Basically, like I knew what I was doing over there was just fucking wrong. Like I'm no fucking nutritionist, but I ain't stupid, and I've cut weight before. But that shit was ridiculous, and it's funny because like whatever circle that he has that supports him, they know what his little diet bullshit was. You know what I mean? And after that, I got a coach Haas, you know, and. I started working with Coach Haas, and uh, Coach Haas, he's done this before. He knows what the hell he's talking about, you know what I mean? Well, I saw all the fighters and more that respect. Out, oh, bro. man. Like there was it, no, there was, everybody won from his team, right? Everybody's won, and yeah. it, it's crazy. And I, I just, I give that most of my credit to Coach Haas for building me up because, like, I got into the gym, and I was like, okay, this is what I've been doing. Like, you know, I'm kind of heavy, and okay, here, do this. So he kind of coached me all the way up, 
And like I said, I was in his office crying a couple times. So I got really close to Coach Haas to this day. Like I said earlier, like I hug him after every fight because I'm just I'm thankful yeah. for the whole Knuckleheads family. Thankful yeah. for Coach Haas for building me up. But I mean, shoot. So I started doing, I started listening to Coach Haas, mm-hmm. going by, you know, the stuff that he does, you know, and yeah. the way he works. And, you know, hey, you know, do this, do this, eat this, eat that. Like the small little things that made sense. He's done it before. And shoot, right now I walk around like at the most, like 149, maybe 150 when I'm like, you know, let me go get some chicken wings. You know, like I yeah. feel good. Yeah. But my last three fights, every fight, I've been under 135 pounds. And I've done that in, what, four months? But it took me eight months to not even break 150 pounds. It, like, uh, it's crazy. It's it's do, all there. Do you, do you, do you know what? Uh, I end, uh, I told you that I'm in marketing, right? Uh-huh. I've been doing a lot of research in mental health accounts. And one of the, uh, not necessarily most recent studies, but something that's become very common knowledge is the fact that uh, it sounds like you were having a lot of problems with your mental health going up, going, uh, you know, uh, training with. It sounds like it was your father, your coach, your father. Yeah. Tr- up, up to that, that guy. Well, he like wanted, you mentioned, he, yeah. Like you mentioned. We just referred to him as him, but yeah. he's one of those guys that like he just wanted to be involved. He's no yeah. fucking coach, and obviously, I don't know if it's obvious, but he was no nutritionist and he had yeah. no idea how to cut weight. But and I mean, yeah. W- one of the things that I ended up finding out recently is you said that your diet was pretty good and you were eating pretty good, but you couldn't seem to break that. You know, you couldn't seem to break that weight. And something that's been coming out more recently is the fact that stressors in your mental health, pretty much any stress that you carry is worse than any bad diet you can mm-hmm. have, any sugars, any yeah. fats. That mental health, bro, and it sounds like that was, you did mention it uh, in, in the interview a little bit earlier, is something that affects your weight, your mentality, and your performance a lot more than any diet that you can have, bro. So it's interesting to hear a professional actually speaking about it. Because, you know, I've been reading of, you know, just regular folk like like me who are not professionals in any sport whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And it, it's true, bro. It's true. And now hearing you say it, it's it's it kind of like connects the dots that, yeah, stress is a big factor in how you perform. Oh, and not definitely. only that, but your weight as well, bro. Because yeah. being, going from one, not being able to break 150, 155 to 130, that's, that's, that's insane, dude. No, it's crazy. And the craziest part is like, I... Cut the weight and I'm in the gym, you know, Monday, mm-hmm. you know, I'm maybe tired, but I'm in the gym because like, I'm happy. You know what I mean? And that's the biggest thing. Like I said, like I've, I'll walk around at the highest, like 149, 150. And that's after like, Hey, you know what? Let me get some, you know, buffalo wild wings. Let me, let's yeah. go eat something good. You know what I mean? But for the most part, I'm staying in shape. I've been keeping my weight down and I've all my, my last three fights have been under 135 pounds and yeah. I'm making it without being dead dead like a real it's hard to say because in the boxing world like there's you to make weight you got to make weight everybody struggles you know quotation marks struggles to make weight but i mean this boxing world like all my fights were supposed to be 130 you know when i was prepared to make 130 but it was like last minute like you know the opponents oh just go to 35 okay well whatever you know like we've seen the opponents we knew that Technically, we should have won. As long as we're doing our work, we're in good shape. Mm-hmm. We're going to win. Okay, we'll do 135. But I was prepared to do, you know, 130, and I mean, it's crazy. I five pounds, I feel, in any sport makes a huge difference. Oh, no, it does. Oh, definitely, man. It definitely does. You know, but, I mean, like this last two-match fight, um, you know, my big fight, that was at 134, and I came in 133. I mean, I was yeah. talking. I, I was, like I said, I was talking to Coach Haas when I was cutting weight, like, hey, Coach, I'm happy, you know, I got my sisters, like, my family's good, like, this is my big fight, like, I released, I let go of all the negativity from my life, like, I'm good, you know, like, yeah. this is when I'm cutting weight, so, I mean, obviously, I wasn't struggling weight, I'm talking about 
feeling this. I'm feeling good at 133 pounds when I couldn't even break 150 pounds. Like yeah. the whole stress and all. The only difference was I went. I took myself out of that situation. I let that person out of my life, removed him out of my life, and I'm surrounded by great people. You, you know literally what I mean? Literally, let go of the baggage, bro. Literally, yeah. yeah. And it's crazy <laughs> because like I got Coach Haas. Coach Haas just totally like built me up. His uh, his knowledge, everything's mm -hmm. just good. Nutrition, everything's good. And then you know, Rico. I had a big conversation with Rico, and there's some things that just really stuck to me. Really, and to this day, he was just telling me like, "Hey, you know what? Like, you're right. The way you feel, like, you're right. Like, like that. That's wrong. You know what he's doing? Like, I'm literally like all my stuff was gone and still gone. It's the small stuff that bothers me. Like my TVs. I had two flat screen TVs, mm -hmm. smart TVs. That, that hurts. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. My PlayStation. Like my metal detectors. Metal detectors, by the way, is that it's pretty cool. They're cool little yeah. gadgets. But it was just like all that little stuff. But Rico's like, hey, man, like you're right to feel the way. Because everybody was telling me like, oh, it's just materialistic stuff. But it's the little stuff that bothered me, you know, that yeah. goes back to those little mental battles. But Rico was always telling me like, hey, man, like you're right. And then the proof is there now. Look, back then I had in eight months, I didn't fight once. And I didn't break 150. Once I said, hey, you know what? I'm done. Like I'm right. That's fucking BS. I don't know how you do mm -hmm. that in your own fucking your own blood, your own. I don't have a kid, but I mean, I, I can't imagine stealing yeah. anything. I stole a bike in seventh grade. I'm embarrassed to say this, but I stole a bike in seventh grade. The kid got his bike back, but I'm so embarrassed about that. Like I hate mentioning that I stole a kid's bike. Yeah. How are you gonna do that to your own fucking son? Like that's bullshit to me. I'm glad we could cuss, and this is just anger coming out. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it's like. You yeah, just man. don't do that shit. You, you know what I mean? You can tell that you have that energy pent up, bro. Yeah, it, it hurts. You know, it still hurts to this day. But it's that little stuff like when Rico told me, like, you're mm -hmm. right. And I was like, okay, I'm right. Get the fuck out of my life, out of all of our lives. You keep my shift. That makes you happy. That's good. Because you know what's going to make me happy? Mm -hmm. You leaving. And look, yeah. ever since I took that step of you're done, get out of my life, keep my shit. Look, I fought fucking three times. In the last four you months, won three times. I've won three times, and all my fights are under 135 pounds. So I'm walking around. That's under. uh, that's you said three fights in the last four months. Yeah, that sounds more than usual. Is that how does that usually that go? It, it, usual. it is. It's well. See, this is how it was. So basically, like, I was cutting the weight, and I did. I had a long camp with Coach Oz because it was like I wanted a fight, but I still had that little battle. But I, once we said, "All right, I'm done. Like, fuck it, it's over." And we, we got serious, you know, all right, let's start cutting the weight. So I fought once in Tijuana. You know, I got a lot of family in Tijuana, and, you know, I I, uh, I built a lot of relationships out there in Tijuana, and it was just more of, like, okay, we got a good fight. And we told him, like, hey, I'm working with a good coach. I'm working with a new coach. I want a good little fight that's, you know, going to test me, you know, see where we're at, basically. And I was fortunate that my opponent just kind of came in, and it was just a reflex. It was something that me and Coach House were working on. And it was a reflex, and I just, bop, like a quick little check hook, and my opponent went down. So, I mean, that ended it towards the end of the first round, and it was just like, oh, dang, like, damn, coach, I feel good. I was, like I said, I was happy. This was still, like, that first yeah. adrenaline rush where I'm like, I'm happy, like, let's just do this. So, I mean, I got back in the gym. I was like, oh, I fought one round. I cut the weight. So, yeah, like, meant, or my body was, like, a little tired, but... I'm happy. So you just jump, Let's you get just back, jump back right away. I think, I think right back in there. Yep. What I'm what I'm getting out of everything, bro, is that making that decision to drop the baggage was the best thing for you. And if there's anything that that you know the listeners take from this is remember that it doesn't matter who it is in your life that sometimes you definitely just you just have to let go. Um, 
this is kind of a harsh uh, way to say it, but there's really, to me, it's really the only way to say things to say it blunt, right? You have to sometimes cut the cancer before that cancer kills Ooh. you. Mm-hmm. And and that's exactly what you did, bro. After our conversation, I remember that one of the biggest things that I did tell you, and uh, I'm glad that it's what stuck to you, is that it's okay to uh, it's okay to accept that you're not wrong. Because I feel like that was your biggest struggle, accepting that you weren't wrong mm-hmm. because you were still trying to defend this person, right? Um, and and that, that also goes to show how big of a heart you truly have, bro, because regardless of, of what this person did, you were still trying to justify this person's actions, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like our conversation really helped you open up and see like, wait, wait, hold on. Okay, it's it's okay for me to be upset. It's okay for me to be mad at this. And it's okay for me to accept that I am right and he is wrong, mm-hmm. right? So I feel like that was the biggest, um, that's been the biggest takeaway from this whole entire conversation, bro. That And just to see like, you went from, like you said, eight months of not being able to cut weight, doing things incorrectly, being in a, in a negative mindset, being in an environment that was not helping you grow, right? Mm-hmm to moving into something letting go of the baggage moving into something where the environment was definitely helping you grow you had people rooting for you you had people that wanted to see you bloom right Mm -hmm. and and you had people that were watering you to help you grow and now eight months what what, how long has it been almost a year later in a span of four months Mm -hmm. you did what you said four months right yep three fights yep not only three fights, three wins. Three wins. Yep. Three wins, bro. And you How got many of those were knockouts, man? Uh, two of them. Two of those. Two, were, two, yeah, two of which were knockouts. I still think that last one could have been a knockout. <laughs> it could have been a knockout, but my other opponents were hugging yeah. me. Like, my other opponents, you know, they stood they in front of yeah, me. Yeah, that's yeah, what it was, you know? they had their dukes up, not like yeah, the last one. Yeah, I was, oh, I was like, man, I don't want to hug you right now. Like, <laughs> I've been in camp for a good while. Like, I don't want to hug right now. I'm serious. Yeah, but. I think that, you know, like I say, bro, it goes to show that, you know, you you have to let go of, of those negative feelings. And I do have to agree with what Rigo mentioned earlier, how that mindset really changes a lot. Even with me, man, I went through something. And you know that, Rigo. Uh-huh. Like, I went through some messed up times emotionally. And that's when I started gaining my weight back. You know, I gained, I lost a shit ton of weight. And then I gained it all back. And now I'm right in the right mindset once again to continue mm-hmm. going back in that, you know, taking that route. So it just goes to show, guys, it's not always about fighting yourself or, or, or getting upset at the scale it's not about getting upset at your your level of success and not being able to reach those goals a lot of times it's it's really the environment that you're in and rudy i'm so fucking happy that you're you're out of that and that, that you dropped that and that you're you're moving into a lot more of a of a positive uh a positive environment that's going to help you grow and help you reach those goals uh truly excited for your future bro really really excited for your future and i feel like you're uh definitely a champion for our community a champion for our latino community um you make me proud bro you make me extremely proud and and i can't wait for you to reach that 15-0 bro because that's going to be another huge victory for us I'm probably going to be feeling loose and happy uh, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the VIP yeah, section, yeah. screaming, partele su madre, screaming. So if you guys, if you guys, the whole time, if you guys watch any of the videos with Rudy's last fight, if you hear someone screaming, partele su madre, <laughs> or, or fucking, suéltalo puñeta, that's probably Rico, that's probably me. Probably, was, most likely, yeah. I was screaming my lungs out, man. My, I went with one of my business partners, bro, yeah. he's looking at me like, dude, you scream a lot more here, and I'm like, oh, yeah, guy in the office, but... Yeah, let loser out there shoot. Mm, hell yeah bro um excited excited for you bro truly excited and, and very happy and 
I didn't know. I didn't know that that you were going through that type of shit. But you didn't tell me that when we met. That, yeah. um, this is new to me right now. That whole thing that you were going yeah. through, man. And to see that you're still in boxing, bro, is like fuck, dude. You can tell that you love the sport. You are literally in love with what you're doing, bro. And and I feel like that's really when magic happens. When mm-hmm. when you don't let any outside noise. It's just you and your sport. I'm excited for the next fight, bro. Yeah, me too. I, I, I am can't too, wait man. for you to announce dates because yeah, hopefully, hopefully very soon. But yeah, that was my big thing. You know, it's just like I, I just want to touch up on that. How you mentioned the the whole uh, letting go of the baggage. I think that's the biggest thing. And if anybody could take something away from all of this, it's it's that. You know, like I doubted it. Everybody wants that blueprint household. Yeah. You know, mom, dad in the house, and everybody together. Like. It, things don't work out that way, but sometimes that's better for you. Yeah. You know, sometimes that's the best way for yeah. it not to work out that way. You know, and once you let go of whatever baggage, it doesn't have to be mom, dad. It could be, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend. It could be just overall friends. You know, I think I just really hope that people, we can leave that message like, hey, let that baggage go. Like, you're right. You're okay. Whatever way you feel, that that's that's good. You're right. If you have a reason to feel a certain way, there's something behind it. There's proof yeah. that you have. You know what I mean? And just, I think people really need to let go of that baggage and then also just be aware that there's a lot of people out there that need that little step, you know, or yeah. need that that word like, hey, let go of that baggage. For example, like some there's people that need somebody to say, hey, hey, Rico, just you're, you're all right. You know, let it go. Because yeah. that's what I needed. You know, somebody to tell me, you yeah. know, tell me, hey, you're good. Like, you're 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 good period like you're good and somebody just to let it go you know what i mean yeah. so i think that's one big thing that needs to be out there you know Definitely. people reaching out people uh being aware of you know our surroundings our our people around us mm-hmm. and then also people realizing like it's okay there's no perfect blueprint period there's no perfect blueprint there's no right way or wrong way whatever way you feel whatever way Whatever makes you happy, that's the right way. Yes, sir. That's the perfect way. Beautiful words. Beautiful, beautiful words, bro. Rigo, any last words for me, bro? Um, yeah, dude. Um, I'm honestly I'm not a boxer. I did a little MMA back when I was in high school, but and I did some Greco Roman wrestling as well, two years of it when I was in high school, which is why I'm still in shape right now, man. Get that <laughs> mentality. But um Um I don't really have any questions for you aside from the ones that I already asked you, bro, but I'm just I'm I'm impressed, dude. The fact you said you had about forty amateur fights, ten professional fights, dude. I can't imagine going into a fight knowing that I'm gonna be facing another man down, you know, and they, <laughs> and, and their main intention is for them to, you know, take me down. Like it's it's yeah. It's, yeah, it's like you're yeah. going in there like, hey, I'm gonna fuck you up, or you're gonna fuck me up. Well, the way yeah. I look at it, and I'm pretty sure every other fighter looks at it, is like it's either him or yeah. it's me. Like somebody's got to bleed. Everybody wants action. Everybody wants a knockout. Yeah. Everybody wants some fucking blood. Like yeah. it's either him or me. So like you're gonna you give know, them what they so, want. your blood or yeah, my blood. Yeah, exactly. Man. <laughs> like somebody's leaving with a broken nose, and yeah. it's not gonna be me. Yeah. So that's the intention every fight, unfortunately. But hey, that's part of the sport. You know what yep. I mean? So yeah. So 100%. my fin- so my finishing statement right here is. Respect, bro. Appreciate that. Because you're you're the first professional fighter that we've had on this podcast, and it's a different perspective. We bring a lot of people from business, people from different industries, people that are doing their own hustle, but we haven't had a fighter. And the energy that you're giving us, the the charisma that you're throwing at us as well, it it comes from a different area. But having the successful people that we've had in the podcast, I see that the mentality is the same. 
You know, yeah. the charisma, the background, it's a lot different, but the mentality is the same, bro. So, yeah, man, uh, very glad to have you in the podcast. Glad to see your story. Very impressed by how far you've been able to come with your story and the obstacles that you've been able to overcome and just your mindset overall, bro. Big respects, man. I, I can see why they call you El Toro. <laughs> yeah. Just keep going one way or another. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get I'm get them, you know? So, Hell yeah. appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Big words. I really appreciate those mm-hmm. words. Thank you very much. My brother Rudy, uh, where can people find you if they want to find you? What give us? This is your time to boast, bro. If you have any hey, sponsors you want right. to shout out, if, if you want to, you know, where can people find you? This is this is, bro. This is your time. All right, Let so I'm trying to make it as quick and short as possible. <laughs> sweet, make it nice and sweet. But real quick, I appreciate you letting me uh, shout out sponsors. That's that's big. Um, well, first of all, thank you guys. You know, Millennial Mindset. I appreciate you guys having me on this. Yeah. Putting my story out there, and hopefully, like I said, we can bring some awareness to like, hey, reach out to those people and Definitely. let people know they could let go of the baggage. Yeah. But uh, one thing I do want to mention is uh, La Palapa Lupita's Bakery. They were the first ones that kind of said, hey, you know what? Like, let's do this. Let's yeah. take that step and do your professional debut. Whatever you do with it from here on out, that's that's on you. You know what yeah. I mean? And they have I bomb think, ceviche too. Oh, uh-huh. you know what? That's what I had before here. So if Love I ceviche. my best smells, that's what it was. You know, like, <laughs> they, offer, they offer me like you know pan luz or something. I'm like nah nah. And then today they're like oh you know like you we always offer you something you never want to eat like you just fought. All right, let me get some ceviche. I'm like really? Yeah. But but real quick. But yeah, you know. So I mean, and that that comes to another point. Like if somebody gives you an opportunity, make the most out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I could have easily said oh I'm an undefeated professional boxer two and zero and I'm done. Yeah. But no, you know, I just I kept it going. So a big thank you to Emmanuel and all the family. Oh yeah. La Palapa Lupita's Bakery. Um, but uh, on Instagram, you can follow me at that Ochoa kid. On uh, Facebook, under Rio Ochoa, I got a you know a, a picture of me boxing. Yeah. Um, surprise, right? Like, uh-huh. But yeah, it's a picture of me <laughs> boxing. But uh, yeah, that's uh, basically my social media. It's funny because you said I don't want to catch you off guard, but it still kind of caught me off guard. Yeah, know. it <laughs> did. Huh? I was like, uh, yeah, you're not used to that. It's yeah, like a, that was. Okay. But yeah, at that Ochoa kid on Instagram and on Facebook, Rudy Ochoa with a ba- with a boxing picture. Obviously on Instagram, you know, mm-hmm. I have a boxing picture as well. Hell yeah! And my account's not private, so you know, feel free to you creep. stalk okay. me to or like, creep. Yeah, comment, you know? subscribe. That's one big thing. Follow. Do I got like another minute? Do I have another yeah, minute? yeah. Okay, bro. right, real quick. So right now that you said, you know, like, comment, all that little stuff, it's crazy because like, I think that's another thing that has me kind of like understood a little bit more yeah. because like as a person with a business, you know, business or like how you marketing all the little stuff, you know, you got your, your real estate business yep. and me as a fighter, like us in this, this time, people don't realize how big social media really is, mm-hmm. you know? And it's kind of crazy because I realized at the beginning, you mentioned, uh, the Logan Paul and KSI guys, those uh-huh. guys have nothing to do with boxing, but because of their following their yep. support on social media, they made their professional boxing debut and they made millions of dollars. It's crazy because Nine, like yep. I think that's it was nine hundred million, wasn't it? It was something yeah. crazy and ridiculous, but it was all because of their following. It was all of their social media, like yep. all that little stuff. People don't realize, like, hey, it's the simple stuff that you could do, like share the pages. Like yep. I try to share pages. I remember one time you did the, you know, share the local thing and I really that stuck to me and that was yep. great, bold. I because love it's, it. hu- it's huge. It's huge for for business, especially in, and when you get like I feel like a lot of people that are on there just to be on social media mm-hmm. don't really understand it. And they're exactly. like, oh my god, como chinga este way with the yeah. like, no, that's what helps us build our business. So if you guys are on social media, do me a big favor. Go like, comment, 
follow Rudy share. on there. Share. Just do something. Yeah. Do something. Go show some love so we can get my mana up there. I mean, I, I shoot. I can't wait for you to get bags like that, bro. That's what I'm rooting for. I want to see you win the mo- as much as I want to see all my good people win. So, hell yeah. Exactly. But mm-hmm. I just really want to touch up on that. Just yeah. big time. Like, people really got to start supporting. Like you said, it's the people that are there for the personal lives. Like, oh, yeah, I don't care. People don't have to know about me. Whatever, yeah. whatever. Yeah. No, but like as somebody with a business, a business marketing and a, as a fighter that's trying to be put out there, yep. trying to sell myself, market myself like, yeah, those shares, those likes, you know, those views that does matter. That Hell does yeah. because somebody on the outside, like I've been in front of managers, I've been in front of promoters. First thing they do is look at your social media. Mm. Oh, dang, you got a lot of followers. Oh, dang, you got a lot of people commenting on your stuff. That's the things that people aren't that's aware of. At the end of the day, it's a business and that's what sells. Exactly. Yep. It's a business. Hell yeah. Period. Cool. Well, with those last words, guys, we leave you with this. Remember that if there is anything that you have to do in order to grow is let go of the baggage. Let go of the things that are holding you back from growth. Don't forget that it's okay to be correct. It's okay to tell others that they're incorrect. And it's okay to grow. Uh, Make sure you guys like or share or subscribe or all of the above. Leave us a review. We'll see you guys next week.